We live in a planet that orbits a relatively small star, which is located far from the center of our galaxy, which itself is a part of a group of galaxies called a local group. And there are many other such galaxy groups. In such a vast universe, what is the likelihood that life exists on the on Earth? Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Alternate Truth. In this episode, we are going to answer the questions such as Are we alone in the universe? Should we waste our time and money in search of life elsewhere? In the book Brief Answers to Big Questions, Stephen Hawking wrote, We can define life as an ordered system that can keep itself going against the tendency to disorder and can reproduce itself. When we look around ourselves, we see that everything in the universe tends towards entropy, which is a scientific term for chaos. As time passes by, chaos or entropy increases. This is known as the second law of thermodynamics. So if life is making order out of disorder, and everything in the universe tends to increase in disorder over time. Why does life exist at all? To survive, life on Earth takes energy in the ordered form like food and converts it into disordered energy for our daily use. In this way, life exists by making order but also releasing more disorder. Before we dwell into life outside of Earth, we need to ask how life began on Earth. How did Earth went from no life in the beginning to be brimming with life of all sorts, and that one of those life forms will look up and begin to wonder, is Das the only voice in the vast cosmic ocean, or are the other voices waiting to be heard? Life on Earth could have taken many billions of years to form and still have enough time to develop into intelligent life, but the fossil evidence shows that there was some form of life about 3.8 billion years ago. Considering that the Earth's surface did not become solid, until 3.9 billion years ago, one might say that life began as quickly as it can. So it seems that life might not be that rare. That life will form if given suitable conditions and raw materials. So why haven't we seen life outside of Earth? It seems irrational to say that life exists only on Earth. This is the Fermi paradox named after the Italian-American physicist Enrico Fermi. At Los Alamos National Laboratory in the summer of 1950, Fermi and his co-workers had several lunchtime conversations. During one such conversation, Fermi suddenly exclaimed, Where are they? Everyone started laughing, not because of this absurd, out-of-the-blue question of Fermi, but because everyone understood that he was talking about extraterrestrial life. According to some estimates, the Milky Way is about 13.6 billion years old. The Milky Way contains about 100 and 400 billion stars and at least 100 billion planets. Those planets would have had immense time to develop life and possibly advanced civilization. So why haven't we contacted any of them? One reason might be that civilizations arise all the time and wipe themselves out as soon as they are able. Or civilizations are destroyed by natural phenomenon. Nearly 99% of all species that existed on Earth have been wiped out. This could very well be our fate. The other reason might be that there is life, but not intelligent life. For nearly 2 billion years, bacterial organisms were the only form of life on Earth. So it is possible that there is life, but not intelligent life. There is no way that we could communicate in any meaningful sense to those life forms. 
No matter how hard you try, you could never explain an ant how machines work. Or perhaps there are advanced civilizations but are too far apart for us to establish any dialogue with them. The cosmos is vast beyond the wildest imaginations. If a civilization exists, let's say 4 billion light years away, the light from our planet would take 4 billion years to reach them and hence they would see earth not as we see it today but as it was 4 billion years ago. There was no life on earth 4 billion years ago. So the alien civilization would be left to conclude that there is no life on our planet and no one to communicate to. It might just be that we were visited by an alien civilization and they would have concluded that there is no sign of intelligent life on earth. The difference in DNA between us and many other species is just a few percent. We humans can build complex machines but the most complex of tasks a chimp can do is perhaps understand a few hand gestures. A few percentage difference between us and the aliens in the other direction could be very fatal for our species. Who knows what advanced technologies they might have. Maybe they are watching us right now and are waiting for us to develop further so that they can use us to their advantage. To quote Carl Sagan, or perhaps they are here but in hiding because of some Lex Galactica, some ethic of non-interference with emerging civilizations. We can imagine them curious and dispassionate observing us as we would watch a bacterial culture in a dish of Aja to determine whether this year again managed to avoid self-destruction. Recent studies suggest that there might be aliens but they only travel to the next destination when it is closest to them. Just like how we send spacecrafts to Mars when it is closest to us, so perhaps they would have visited us billions of years ago and won't visit us for the next billions of years. The Fermi paradox remains unsolved. The best we have are possible explanations and the best we can do is to listen for life outside of Earth. We may not have to go that far, we might find life in our own solar system. Mars remains the most prominent among those places to support life. If we find life on Mars, it certainly won't be intelligent life, because if it were, we would have found out by now. Other places can be Saturn's largest moon, Titan, which has its own atmosphere and liquid lakes and Jupiter's moon Europa which has liquid water beneath 10 miles of ice. In the words of Carl Sagan, we have heard so far the voice of life on one small world only, but we have at least begun to listen for other voices in the cosmic fugue. So who is looking for extraterrestrial life? In 2009, NASA launched the Kepler Space Telescope named after the astronomer Johannes Kepler. Its mission was to identify Earth-sized planets in the habitable zones of the stars. During its lifetime, it observed 530,000 plus stars and detected 2,662 planets. On October 38, 2018, NASA announced that the spacecraft was out of fuel and its mission was officially ended. The other people looking for life are at the Search for Extraterrestrial Life, or SETI for short. It is a project which was started in 1959 by Frank Drake to search for radio signals coming from advanced civilizations in space. They use radio telescopes to detect any signals from advanced civilizations. They use radio instead of light because unlike light, it is not absorbed by the dust and particles in this vacuum of space. But by radio waves, if aliens have advanced technology, they might use some complex communication system. We can only hope that they use radio technology. But the universe is too big and we haven't yet observed even a significant part of it. 
If the total volume we need to explore is equal to all the volume of Earth's water in the oceans, since its beginning, SETI has observed only a hot tub's worth of ocean. These observations and technologies are not cheap. They cost billions of dollars, so why waste money in search of life elsewhere when we have our own problems to deal with? I think if we find even the slightest of hint from alien civilization, it would be the defining moment of our species. It would unite countries and in doing so, solve most of our problems. Climate change and poverty will be thought of as a problem not of a single country, but as a problem of human civilization. There is one possible solution of Fermi paradox that we have not considered yet. That is, we are alone in the universe. Perhaps humans are the only or perhaps the first species that can write its own destiny and decide their own fate. If that is the case, then it is our duty to persist and live and advance the frontier of science and technology to become the first spacefaring civilization. As Carl Sagan said, since in the long run, every planetary society will be endangered by impacts from space, every surviving civilization is obliged to become spacefaring, not because of some exploratory or romantic zeal, but for the most practical reason imaginable, staying alive. If you like this episode, then please hit the follow button. It won't cost you anything, but will help this podcast to grow and reach other listeners.